a magnificent beast, a true humper. Fans, it's time for another episode of the MASH 4077th podcast. I am one of your co hosts, Kenny, and joining me as always, Meds. Gentlemen. Today we're discussing season six, episode four, Last Laugh. It's the 126th episode overall, directed by Don Weiss, written by Everett Greenbaum and Jim Fritzel. Originally aired on October 4th, 1977, and the production code is Y103. Mash 4077, Colonel Potter. Yes? I'm the CO. What? Well, that's impossible. There must be some mistake. I've seen the man work. I can assure you, Colonel, there is no need for an investigation. Very well, if you insist. None of my business, sir, but your lips are turning white. Provo Marshal's office are sending a colonel up here to investigate BJ. Wow. Claim he's an imposter, not a doctor. Oh, he took some blood out of my arm the other day. Radar, the man's a doctor. I also have the plot summary. BJ's friend Leo, who's even a bigger practical joker than Hawkeye, stops by for a visit and informs BJ that he is going home. However, this doesn't stop him from playing one last prank on BJ as he frames him for causing a disturbance in Tokyo Hotel, which gets him in hot water with a general. It is then up to Hawkeye and Potter to go to headquarters to clear BJ before he gets sent to the stockade. Hawkeye, where's BJ? Am I my doctor's keeper? I've got to see him. Something very important. What's up? There's a provo marshal coming here. He's going to investigate BJ. Claims he's an imposter, not a doctor. Well, I could have told you that. He's a piano player in a body house. Wild talk today. Your tapioca's blushing. I told this colonel it's crazy, but they're still investigating. Who's investigating? The provo marshal. Who? You. Me. Say you're not a doctor. Shucks, I knew they'd find out. Excuse me. Don't go. After BJ exposes himself, there's going to be dancing. Oh, sure. It goes on and on. I think he's a spy. Are you a spy? I'm not allowed to say. Pierce, I've had a bad day. What league are the Brooklyn Dodgers in? League of Women Voters. So far, he's right. Who got down on one knee and sang Mammy? Father Mulcahy. Right again. I prefer to observe rather than participate in this. Colonel Potter, I must talk to you right away. Is it medical? No, it's personal. Not now, Major. It's important. It's always important. When's the last time I came to you? I ask so little. And she gives so much. You stay out of this. I'm out, I'm out. Please, Colonel, I must see you right away. All right, in my office in half an hour. The Army has no gratitude. Talk to the owners. Listen, you guys, serious up. That Colonel will be here this afternoon. Come on, this is ridiculous. The Army has all my credentials. Acme Medical School, residency at Joe's Hospital and Auto Supply, and then there's my practice at Schultz's Mortuary. I know all that, but this Colonel, what's his name? Uh, 
Bardenero. Sounded pretty sure of himself. Oh. Wait, wait a minute. Is that Leo Bardenero? That's the bird. <laughs> the spy laughed, refusing both cigarette and blindfold. Leo Bardenero is an old friend of mine from Stanford, stationed not far from here. He lives for practical jokes. I knew there had to be a herring in the pickle barrel. <laughs> this whole bit must be his way of saying he's going to come see me this afternoon. You're not a spy? Sorry. You've ruined my whole evening. I was going to take a date to your execution. And guest stars for this episode, James Cromwell plays Leo Bardenero. Now, James, of course, is still acting today and has a well-earned 173 credits at the time of recording on IMDb. He's most well known for being the farmer in Babe and, of course, playing Zephyrin Cochran in Star Trek First Contact. Yeah, he will always be Zephyrin Cochran to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure he's played... Has he played Cochran twice? He, yeah, he's done it in uh, the TV series as well. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Yeah. And then we have Robert Carnes, who played General Fred Fox. Robert was born on June 19, 1917, in Paducah, Kentucky, as Robert Anthony Carnes. He is an actor known for The Lawless Years, Roadhouse, and Trapped. Hmm, very early films there. Yeah. John Ashton plays the MP. Now, John Ashton was born on February 22, 1948, in Springfield, Massachusetts, as John David Ashton. He's most well known for being in Beverly Hills Cop, Gone Baby Gone, and Beverly Hills Cop 2. <laughs> <laughs> you got to watch out for this guy. You never know what he's going to do. He was the best man at my wedding. Formal occasion, so we wore a white towel and black tie. <laughs> no carnation? <laughs> my honeymoon, he put a lizard in my alligator bag. So your bag wouldn't be lonely. Naturally. Yo! BJ! <laughs> Yo, hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, you Good so... to see you. <laughs> Leo Bartonero, Hawkeye Pierce. Uh, just checking for a hand buzzer. <laughs> oh, come on. Good stuff. No imagination. Yeah. Hey, listen, you really had our CO going crazy earlier. Really? <laughs> <laughs> That's great. How about a belt? Uh, do you make it? No, no, no. I manufacture it. He's just a shipping clerk. Huh. Uh, cigar? No, thanks. Oh. BJ? Sure. What, are you crazy? It's probably loaded. <laughs> Good stuff. We gave it up ten years ago. Our practical jokes are creative. We don't put bombs in cigars. It spoils the taste. I'll take that one. <laughs> uh, here, give me that. Here. Hey, remember that time in the dean's office? <laughs> <laughs> one, time, one time, we stole a taxi cab, took it apart completely, and put it back together in the dean's office. <laughs> With the meter running, I <laughs> ran it up to eight hundred bucks. <laughs> mm. <laughs> what do you call this stuff? Old underwear. Strain through GI skivvies. Terrific. So, Leo, what brings you up to the boonies? I'm going home. Oh, hey, I had to say goodbye. Oh. Got my orders in my jacket. I'm heading stateside. You dog, yeah. I would give anything to go home. What are you, homesick? He cries himself to sleep so often, he's got to wear water wings to bed. <laughs> hey, lucky you bunk with a guy who's got a sense of humor. He's serious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, I got a plane to catch. What time is it? It's uh, 1.30. 1.30? Mm. Bye. What is that? You just got here. Mm. Well, listen, I got to cut it short. Oh. If you're in America, be sure and look me up. I'm in the book. Where do you live? Wait, where do I live? Philly. My father's in Crabapple Cove, Maine. Would you call him Leo? Why? Is his name Leo, too? <laughs> no jokes. Just tell him I'm fine and I'm happy he's not here. Glad to do it. Sure. Hey, BJ. Hey, Leo. Take care All of right, yourself, buddy. <laughs> Listen, I'll call Peg as soon as we land at Frisco. Wish I'd appreciate that. I, I couldn't resist the Provo Marshal bit. <laughs> no problem. No problem. Sorry, fella. <laughs> okay. 
been a pleasure. Me too. Yeah. Ah, ah. Oh, 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 oh. Bye. You. He got you. He got you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and discuss this episode. You want to start us off, Meds? Ooh, okay. Um, <laughs> I've got in big letters, bored, five out of ten. Um, wow. Yeah, I, I found it predictable, slightly irritating. Didn't like James Cromwell's character one bit. Couldn't yep. understand why BJ was so happy to see him. Yep. Um, the practical jokes were so, so... I mean, the cigar at the end was... You know, you could see yeah. Marla. Uh, Margaret being angry again. Hi. Shut up. Get a call through to my husband, Lieutenant Colonel Donald Penobscot. HQ, 2nd Armored Division, Tokyo. Oh, sorry, ma'am. Colonel's orders. No personal calls until after 1,700 hours. How would you like to be up to your knees in floor? Roger. Sparky? Sparky? Oh, hi, Sparky. It's Radar. Listen, I gotta get through to Tokyo. Oh. Uh, Sparky, this is top priority. Uh-huh. Yeah? Um, I'm sorry, ma'am. Uh, one of their generators burned out, and they won't get another frequency till after midnight. Ah! Oh, look what you've done! Ah! I ain't going in my uncle, ah! and now it's all in my mouth! Ah! Um, you know, it's a sideline story, but you know, yeah, it's almost like they forgot what to do with her and say, "I'll tell you what, let's just take a storyline from season four and, <laughs> and throw this in for no apparent reason." It's not a terrible episode, don't get me wrong. But and again, as we said on the last episode, we've had a couple of corkers for see, you know, season yeah, six for the beginning of season um, six. So it's, it doesn't matter what you do, somewhere along the line, you're going to have a little bit of a blip. Uh, yeah. A little bit of a blip is fine. But having a bombshell is one thing. Um, this this just didn't work at all for me. I, it was just like I didn't believe the friendship between the two. Yeah, yeah I mean, we've had a friend pop into camp. You kind of believe it, and you can see how excited they are to see him. But he's literally there for thirty seconds. Yeah, there was like no reason for him. To, he was just popping in to say goodbye, I guess. Yeah, like why would you? They're, they're, they're near the war zone. They're, yeah, do you know? There's it no just, reason for him to be there. There's it no seemed reason. very odd. Yeah, it's just oh yeah, I'll just I'll just fly in because that's the only way you can get in unless you come in an ambulance yeah. or a jeep through you know Devil's Path, which is always being blown up <laughs> by everyone who's a guest a guest star in it. Um, so there's there's no reason for him just to casually pop in and say hi. If he was another surgeon and he was there, you know, he got drafted in for a couple of like you know interesting operations. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. And you could have had a bit of you know jocularity uh, all the way through. But in this case, he was just oh hi hi how are you? I'm the guy from Babe. Um, just sort of pop in, say hi, leave some practical jokes, and then bugger off. And also, it's not even a decent joke. He nearly gets court-martialed. It's not sort yeah, of like that a, was the know. thing. I mean, that was... Yeah, I didn't find it funny. And they're laughing about it. I, everything felt contrived. Yeah. They yeah. wanted it to be a certain episode. They wanted a BJ episode. But I don't think any of it worked. The B yeah. story, the A story... 
none of it. Yeah, I mean, I gave it. I gave it six out of ten, just because I can't bring myself to do a five up a five <laughs> for a mash episode. But You're such a kind man. I am. I am, and that was a kind six. I mean, the only <laughs> thing I enjoyed was them drinking in the jeep on the way back from the court martial. Mm. Colonel Potter. Colonel Potter, I gotta Get speak to you. Get rid of this dead soldier, soldier. Yes, sir, but I still gotta speak to you. You walk funny. Poor toilet training. Colonel, this is important. Ray that, baby. Kiss me, you fool. Colonel, you gotta do something about Major Houlihan. An officer and a gentleman. You gotta let her see her husband or something. You know what she did? She kicked me, and then she messed up my files from M to Z and then everything, and then she got mad. Oh, oh. Say no more. You've convinced me. Get packed. You're going to Tokyo. Give my left a down. <laughs> you know, I like a major with hot lips, and I'll tell you why. Why? Exactly. I think that's probably the reason why I put... Oh, that's the reason why. That drink driving is the bus. It's Putter, who's drunk yeah. whilst driving a jeep. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. Mm. Yeah, you know, no, it's I, definitely you know, not good. Before but... about drinking and the, you know, drunk... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, really, that, that was probably it. I, I, I agree with you. I didn't like the character. Um, and I loved uh, the actor. So, you know, it's... It just didn't work. Nothing clicked. No. You know, the, the interaction between the characters didn't click. Yeah, I just... Yeah, it's one of those episodes where I, I saw one... I don't think I've watched this many times. Mm. You know, it's it's one where if it comes on, I'll just go buy it. Yeah. Click on to the next, you know, the next channel. Uh, it's not one of those ones that will catch your eye and you just... You can sit there and watch it no matter when it started and, you know... But, um, yeah, I mean, I wish I had more to talk about, but, uh, you know, and then you had Margaret. Margaret being all crazy and yelling and screaming and, you know, oh, I don't know. I mean, I did like the end where she was all happy. Yeah. You know, because she had sex with her husband. Well, well that's nice. <laughs> Not that you <laughs> but, see it on screen or anything, but I mean. <laughs> no, but, yeah, but you, but you see the end result and you see a kinder, gentler, and I like their comments about that. Yeah. You know, that she needs to go visit her husband more often or whatever they, whatever quick-witted remark they have at the end. Yeah, but again, though, this is one of those scenarios where BJ's gone, Hawkeye's gone, Potter's gone, Margaret's off having a, <laughs> having a bit of nookie. And so what, is it the war stops? And so you just left with Winchester in charge, who doesn't appear in this episode. It's that second team, so, yeah. <laughs> you know that second team oh, so, with yeah, Winchester. So we bring in the second team, probably led by Winchester, <laughs> which is the reason why we don't see him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, and that's the thing is he's not in this episode, and we know he was shot. It's not shot out of order because, yeah, you know they did one and two. This is episode three. This is technically the third episode that they wrote. Yeah, so I I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know what they were thinking. Yeah, of. oh, again, I mean they, you know, they can't all be winners, and like we said, you know, we had stellar episodes before, so yeah, you know, but even a bad mash is still a decent episode compared to some TV series. Well, apart from the Klinger one with the pink. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. General Fox is on the line, sir. General Fox? Sherman Potter. Right, the MPs are here now. What's this all about, Fred? He what? Girls? Steaks? Naked in the tub? Oh, in the hall. Can't be. He was here. What proof? 
We'll be there. Goodbye, General. What? Supposedly, ten days ago in Seoul, the General was staying at the Grand Hotel. Yeah, the Grand Central Hotel. In the next room, you were throwing a wild party. Loud music with a bunch of bimbos. I thought we were friends. Why wasn't I invited? You? I wasn't even invited. Then you went out on the balcony and barbecued steaks. Teriyaki steaks on a hibachi. Radar, were you listening on the other phone? A little. Well, the general's room filled with smoke. Somebody yelled fire and forced the general and his secretary to run into the hallway naked. Naked? He, uh, was dictating to her. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the bathtub. <laughs> oh, sure. And chickens have pyrrhea. Colonel, I was here ten days ago. With me. We were having a company sock wash. Who was there? The dirty sock crowd. Colonel, I have orders to get the prisoner back by 2,100 hours. Okay, okay. What do you mean, okay? You're gonna give in to a naked general when I get wounded in post-op? A naked general still outranks a dressed wound. We'll cover for you, Beach. Let's go, Captain. Uh, uh, can I say something? Uh, Captain Honeycutt? Mm -hmm. I'll write you every day, sir. Thank you, Radar. Even if you're there for three years. Thank you, Radar. All right, so let's go ahead and move on to some behind-the-scenes. Uh, of course, you know, bad episodes, I find quite a few. Yeah. Um, that's how it works. Uh, so I will start us off when General Fox points to the star on his shoulder and asks Hawkeye, what does this mean to you? Hawkeye responds by quoting a famous Texaco advertisement rhyme, always trust your car to a man who wears a star. However, Texaco did not introduce this advertisement jingle until 1962, nine years after the Korean War had ended. Oh, there you go. Uh, Major Houlihan tries to contact her husband at the Second Army in Tokyo. The Second United States Army was a World War One and World War Two formation and was not in Korea. Probably the reason why she couldn't get hold of him. <laughs> yes. Uh, the green trash can Margaret dumps and puts over Radar's head is a mold injection polyurethane five-gallon bucket not invented until many years after the Korean War. It's crazy that people realize that and recognize that. I know. Yeah, but that's somebody who, who works in mold yes. injection polyurethane five-gallon bucket. <laughs> that was not there until 1975, Margaret. I'm writing a letter. <laughs> Uh, BJ claimed that uh, Bodano played a practical joke at BJ's wedding and that they both gave up practical joking 10 years ago, presumably after they both graduated from medical school and after BJ's wedding. 1953 minus 10, I like the way they put this in the script for those who can't add up, is 1943. <laughs> now, both BJ and Bernardo would have been drafted in World War II, yet Bernardo wears only Korean War medals on his dress Jackie. Uh, a further inconsistency is that Welcome to Korea, BJ's age is given as 28, ah. <laughs> which means BJ went to medical school at 14 and graduated at 18. Uh, He's well, a prodigy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's all that timey-wimey stuff, you know, they just can't keep track of it. Yeah. And of course, as we know, Winchester does not appear in this episode, which is another reason why I don't like it. <laughs> That's right. It automatically gets three points taken off for no win. <laughs> automatically. <laughs> could be Emmy nominated. I don't care. The best they could have gotten was a seven. Mm. So. <laughs> Leo. You creep. Hey, uh, look, fellas, uh, I'm really sorry about the General Fox thing. Okay? Sorry, don't feed the bulldog. Oh, no, seriously. Mm. I'm very sorry. Uh, uh, I didn't know General Fox was right next door. <laughs> uh, 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 BJ? Yeah. 
Can I have my travel orders back? <laughs> travel orders? What travel orders? I haven't seen any travel orders. Have you seen any travel orders? I saw my first Robin. Oh, come on, Beach. I haven't seen my folks for two years. Oh, what a poor guy. Oh, oh, come on, come on. All right, all right. No, 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 on one condition. Yo. We shake hands and promise no more practical jokes, eh? Oh, okay, okay, deal. Give me the papers. Don't forget the handshake. All right, right. Uh. Uh. Oh, you creep. Oh, you Like I said, I'll call Pink. Okay, yeah, good. <laughs> How do we get to Kimpo Air Base? It's, uh... No, I don't have any wheels. Oh, wheels. So it's, uh, take our Jeep. It's parked in front of the hospital. It's all gassed up. It's all gassed up. Hey, I don't know how to thank you guys. I do. Blow. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. The tent is spinning around. Which way? Clockwise. Mine's going counterclockwise. Maybe together we're sober. <laughs> Hi. Hey, BJ. Uh, While he was away, this uh, mail comes. Okay, thank you. A bill from that hotel in Seoul yeah. in my name for damages. 580 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are we laughing at? <laughs> well, he'll be walking back here in about an hour. He'll be walking back? The only thing gassed up in that Jeep was us. <laughs> All right, you can find MASH 4077 all over the internet. You can find us at Facebook, www.facebook.com slash MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow us on Twitter at MASH 4077 podcast. And you can follow me at Hawkeye Mids. You can find me, Kenny, at Geeky Fanboy. And we have a website and you can find that at www.mash4077podcast.com. And if you're enjoying this podcast and want to make a donation, it would be much appreciated. You can either go to our main website and there is a PayPal button, or you can go to patreon.com slash geekyfanboy. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash geekyfanboy, and you can become a monthly donator to our podcast. And remember, you can follow us on iTunes, direct download, or of course, from Stitcher Radio. Just search for MASH 4077 Podcast. All right, cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for this episode. Unfortunately, they can't all be winners. No, no. I am Kenny. And I'm Simon. And we'll be seeing you. To my dear wife. To my darling wife. To Goldie, the waitress at Barney's Bar and Grill. Come in. Hi. Well, look who's back. How is Tokyo? Uh, Never mind Tokyo. How's Donald? Oh, he's in wonderful shape. He's so relaxed now. Good. Is that a jug? Thank you for giving me leave. Thank you. Well, if you'll excuse me, I have some things to rinse out. Would you do my underwear? And my socks? <laughs> oh, another time, Captains. Hmm. Didn't even get a rise out of her. She's no fun when Donald's relaxed. Oh,
Flash fans. Now, as some of you know, myself and Kenny have our own individual podcasts, and my podcast is called Waffle On Podcast. And we waffle on about classic films and television programs from around the world. So if that's your cup of tea or martini, then why don't you follow us over on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or, of course, from Podbean. You can find us at waffleon.podbean.com, and we would be honoured if you would join us. That was the scene in California's Mojave Desert five years ago. Our historic first view of the newcomer's ship. Theirs was a slave ship carrying a quarter million beings bred to adapt and labor in any environment. But they've washed ashore on Earth with no way to get back to where they came from. And in the last five years, the newcomers have become the latest addition to the population of Los Angeles. Alienation, the newcomers podcast, is a fan cast devoted to the groundbreaking but short-lived TV series Alienation. This series tackles social issues like racism, bigotry, and intolerance with an alien twist. Each month, we will bring you a podcast dedicated to a single episode. The host will give you their thoughts on the episode, as well as some little-known behind-the-scenes information. So please subscribe to Alienation, the newcomer's podcast on iTunes, or visit our website at alienationpodcast.com. I also have the plot summary. BJ's friend Leo, who is even, who is even and even bigger. Oh, that's not right. And then we have Robert Carnes. Roberts, Roberts Carnes. No, I don't think that's right. No, it's Robert. Now the second United States. Oh.